up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, coming to you for week three of fantasy football. It's starting to feel real, Michelle. How you doing this morning? Happy Friday. Oh, it is definitely real, Kate. Gate week three, two two weeks under our belts. Lots mm-hmm. of lots of injuries, lots of stresses, and clearly lots of stress in my voice because I'm um in LA time this week, and it's very early here. It's very early. Uh, the commitment that you have to the show, though, <laughs> unparalleled. And not to mention, you're in. Um, you're in football heaven. I mean, you're in Chargers land, you're in Rams land. I mean, you're you're with the cream of the crop, so it's a good place to be right now. I flew over SoFi Stadium, and I must say, it looks quite impressive from the air, so we are going to have to make a trip there at some point. Okay, fine, done. I saw this weekend, so I was scrolling, obviously, as usual, passing always, time scrolling Instagram scrolling. and all the, all the likes, um, and I came across a video where I was looking at, you know how like at the commercial breaks at the stadium, the stadium has to pass time, right? Yeah, of course. And they have like kiss cam and whatever. SoFi Stadium is so LA that <laughs> to pass time during the commercial breaks, they'll like pan to people in the audience and their faces will turn into like Pixar characters. Oh my, Isn't of course. Isn't that so cool? That is super LA. The last thing that I will say that's very LA, and I know my boy Joe Burrow will agree with me. In a recent interview, he said that playing in the Super Bowl in LA last year was like playing at a dinner party, which I thought was honestly the funniest <laughs> comment of all time because clearly all the like celebrities and people that were there were like, Oh, there's a football game going on? That's funny. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just schmoozing with Brad Pitt. I can't yeah. possibly be bothered for the football. Exactly. Exactly. But here we are, committed to football. Doesn't matter what time zone, where we are. Doesn't matter. We're here for week three. When we're on the mic, we're here. Everyone is in the same place. Uh, and that is right here with the Draft Queens. So anyway, um, Michelle, it has been a fantastic beginning to football. Like you said, lots of injuries, lots of drama. I feel like this season is filled with drama between like Tom Brady and Mike Evans, between people getting ejected from games, some teams being inextricably horrible this year, other teams (laughs) inextricably fantastic. I mean, I'm loving football. It is so ass backwards. It's a great way. It's a great way to start a year. Don't you think? I mean, I I think it's going to take like, I would think probably by the time we're on like our week five or six episode, things will have like settled in a bit more. In theory. Yeah. And that's usually what happens. All right. In theory, talk- but I always root for chaos. So let's go. <laughs> well, speaking of chaos, do you do you have something that you'd like to share with us? Uh, we're bringing Kate's just one thing back. So I'm just curious. What is it that you'd like to talk about this week? Oh, OK. So for my just one <laughs> thing this week, before we get into actual football, um, I just wanted to uh, say a quick eulogy for the Tennessee Titans um, <laughs> after the worst the worst. And I went out for this game. I went out into the world with this brand new, oh, you've seen you it, but that? like brand oh, no. new jean jacket that has like this patchwork. It's like one of a kind vintage patchwork from old jerseys, from Titans jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely fucking fire, flames. <laughs> Fantastic. I looked like a 10 purchase. out of 10. Yeah, excellent Look, purchase for sure. And I, I'm strolling into this bar, which is a Bills bar, first of all, and mm. nice and bold of me. But Bills fans, as much as they're crazy, they're nice. Yeah. Um, 
And it's Monday night football, so anything can happen. Anything can happen. True. But you know what happened? The (laughs) the worst possible thing happened, and that was a, uh, again, this is my eulogy, so it's going on for a minute, but um, the Titans got spanked like 43 to 7 and ended up pulling Ryan Tannehill in the third (laughs) quarter and putting in their backup quarterback like it was practice, like this was a practice game. I mean, we, come (sighs) on, we talked about this. We knew that the Titans were going to have a rough go at it this year. I know we knew it, but it's just seeing it is like making it so, so real. I think we, again, like we haven't needed an overhaul in the off season, but anyway, we'll get there. We'll see how week three goes. But speaking of week three, I think we got to talk a little bit about uh, our fantasy updates because I want to hear how your team's doing uh, before we get into actual start sit for our listeners. Uh, My team is two and oh, I'm feeling really excited about that. Um, I definitely had some injury juggling and issues to go through last week as I'm sure many of our listeners did with Gabe Davis ending up on the uh injury report late in the week Chris Godwin still out I had picked up Julio Jones thinking look at me go and then he didn't play last week so I was doing a lot of juggling uh for week two however um Thank God for Nick Chubb and Christian Kirk because those are my guys that threw down last week and helped me get the win Love it. Congratulations on your win. Um, in our league, I'm 1-1. One one. In my other leagues, I'm 2-0. and oh, So I'm very right. annoyed about this. All right. Well. Um, but in, in our league, I'm 1-1. One one. I, I kind of attribute this largely to some flubbed start sits because my team's good. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried <laughs> about team, it. My but team's good. <laughs> my team is good. My starting lineup is good. It's just, it again, and let's we'll get into this in just a second, but... Uh, NFL is ass backwards right now. Things are happening that I haven't expected. Things are things are going a little bit haywire. So we're going to talk about it. Um, and I have <laughs> that to, being said, we're chock full of injuries. We got to talk about them. We are. We're going to talk about the injuries, but I have to say this on the mic because you and I haven't talked about this yet. I got your huh. trade offer, and I am not accepting it. Let's get serious here. Okay, why not? Let's get because Gabe Davis is gonna be like Gabe Davis is like the man in Buffalo. Have you seen the points that Buffalo are putting up? He may have rolled his ankle. He'll be fine. I ain't, I ain't rolling. I don't with know New if he'll Orleans. be fine, Michelle. Maybe I ain't he won't with, be fine. No, 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 no. You can't you can't fool me. I'm not rolling with any New Orleans Saints. Come on. Okay, fine. Well, I I proposed a trade for uh, Gabe Davis, and I would give you Chris Olave. How do you I, say that? Olave? Olave, yeah. You you okay, got it right. I just right, don't want to pronounce you know? it wrong. Yeah, okay, I've been well, saying, I just, anyway. I love, fine. I love the tenacity. I'm just going to say I'm going to reject it on the air right now. <laughs> oh my fucking God. I'm going to cancel it before you do. I cancel reject it. it. You can't reject even reject it. it. No, no. <laughs> oh, fantasy at its finest. Okay, oh, so speaking of Gabe Davis, quick injury um, updates here and As you're listening to this, please double check all of this because there have been so many questionables. There are so many things that people are keeping an eye on. There are a lot of guys that didn't practice on uh, Wednesday and part of Thursday. So please take all of these with a grain of salt, but we're just making sure that you are aware of some of these injuries and folks on the injury report. Jerry Judy, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, everyone, major, major, major injury out for the entire season. Um, James Conner, uh, Alvin Kamara still listed on that list with some rib issues. Michael Pittman, who popped up last week um, and did not play on the injury report. Same thing for Gabe Davis. Um, Justin Herbert uh, 
had a very uh, also uh, another rib injury that he managed to play through and finish the game, um, but they're taking it a little bit easy on him this week. You've got Mike Evans who got into a bar fight um, that is now suspended for this week, so things are not looking great for Bucks uh, wide receiver core. Um, but yes, please keep an eye on all of these names. I think really with the exception of Trey Lance, some of these are very very much questionable game time decision keep an eye on it because you're going to end up like me last week juggling a whole bunch of shit at the last minute um so yeah the injury report you know we we hate that part of the show but it is an important one to get through so keep an eye on all those names this week for sure yeah that is so so true um can we pause one second and talk about mike evans because like literally 30 seconds if anyone did not see mike evans on the side from the sideline had rushed onto the field yep. to basically come to the defense of Tom Brady yep. as he was being roughed up by uh what's his head um on the Saints um, uh, uh Marshawn Lattimore Marshawn Lattimore who historically apparently Marshawn Lattimore uh, slash the Saints in general he's Mike a, Evans has yeah. beef with the Saints and he's a yeah. chit chatter he's a chit chatter so yeah 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 uh, I guess he was uh dogging him and Mike Evans runs out off of the sidelines and absolutely fucking crushes this guy. Crushes I mean, him to the I ground. Mean, hey, it's Tom Brady. I think I saw someone like do like a slow-mo on like what Mike Evans was saying. And he was saying, yo, that's Tom Brady. Like, don't mess around. And I'm people have always done that for Tom, honestly. I, Cause honestly, I think he would do the same. Like if he wasn't a quarterback, he'd probably be out there throwing down too. Oh, he'd throw bows for sure. And yeah, I think the quote was like it's fucking Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? Is right, what he right, said right. to the ref. What do you expect me to do? Not run out there and do this? Anyway, suspended for one game, but uh, in my opinion, absolutely worth it. It was gold. Gold I, TV. I, gold TV. I, I couldn't agree more. All right, Kate. It's week three. We've yes. ran through some of the questionables and the injuries. There are a lot of very closely matched games this week the spreads on these games are close um so this is i think going to be a very interesting week in all things football um including our pickums but also in fantasy so should we get into some starts and sits for the running backs yeah let's talk about start and sit for running back for sure As usual, you all will notice that in today's episode, this drops on a Friday, so the only two teams we won't be speaking on are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns uh, because they're playing Thursday night football. Luckily, I don't think that's going to change much. So um, (laughs) let's get into some starts and sits. So we talked about this this guy last week a little bit. We weren't Mm -hmm. quite sure how Jeff Wilson Jr. would fare um, because of a couple things on the 49ers, right? The 49ers are down a quarterback. It is now no more Trey Lance as their starter. Jimmy G is signed for a one-year deal um, and will be sticking with them. There's also been some trouble in paradise for their running back core. And so Jeff Wilson Jr. seems to be who we should be looking at and who we should be starting. Now, yeah. how do you feel about that? Because the San Francisco 49ers right now are in a place of tumult. I'm curious for your opinion. So I had probably leaned towards 
sitting Jeff Wilson Jr. last week because I think they needed to figure out who the person in the backfield was going to be. I agree. Um, Also, Trey Lance has some legs. And then there's the the fact that Debo Samuel also has some legs. So I was very much like in this like questionable zone. Now you've got Trey Lance out. Um, Jimmy G we'll talk about a little bit more, but he certainly isn't known for running as his, you know, strength here. And in true 49ers fashion, there's been yet another injury in the backfield uh, with Tyron Davis-Price. So it's kind of like at this point, like by default, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the guy. Um, I don't think he's like the strongest running back in the league. However, this is his moment to shine, and he's like truly the person at this point. Um, Elijah Mitchell still out. Um, There's rumblings that like Marlon Mack is getting pulled up from the practice squad, but like I don't know how interesting that is. So in my opinion, if there was ever a week to start Jeff Wilson Jr., it's probably this week. Um, he was one of our waiver wire um, pickups last week, but I didn't mm-hmm. really think he, he was, was necessarily uh, plug and play. That said, I think this is the week to get him in your lineup if you've got him. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. Um, anyone it's a different, else? It's a different yeah. offense now, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about yeah, quarterbacks, yeah. but it's a, it's a different – uh, offense now uh, over there. So if you've got him, I, I think this agree. is the week to play him. Another guy that we haven't spoken about um, that was definitely not on the waiver wire, I'm sure he was rostered in yeah. the majority of leagues, is yeah, David, yeah. Mon- David Montgomery. So this guy's had an incredible past few yeah. seasons. Um, I do think just being on the Bears means it feels like you don't talk about him I that know. Much. I was going to y- say, you know? it's a little bit out of left field for me that we're talking about David Montgomery, but... I'm sure you so, have a reason. So he had uh, he rushed 17 yards last week, had a couple of receptions. He hasn't necessarily had like a massive breakout game quite yet, um, but all everything is there. This guy, this guy is a pro. Like I'm not concerned about it. Um, I'm sorry, he had 122 yards last week. So that was like his biggest his biggest game to date was last week. He's growing. It's getting there. They're leaning on him, and they're playing the Houston Texans this week. So, again, we don't really talk probably too much about the Bears because there's not a lot of fantasy guys on that team that are, are typically very worthy about speaking about. But Montgomery's had some killer seasons in the past. He's just getting warmed up, and they got Houston this week. So I think mm-hmm. he's, a, he's, he's a no-brainer to have in your lineup. Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't disagree with that. He's a little bit fly under the radar, so uh, it's more an interesting fly, yeah, one to more think f- about starting. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Sure. More more fly under the radar this year than in years past. I think as a, as of right now. Yeah, and and um, let's talk about some sits too, because there are some equally surprising sits. This is not one that I would have thought about at uh, at the start of the season. I'm actually really shocked to be saying. Uh, that Chase Edmonds is really just not, I mean, he's just not looking as good as he did in previous seasons, obviously now being on a different team. uh, He's with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins have looked fantastic. Like Tua throwing the rock to Jalen Waddell, et cetera. Really, really, really great first two games. Now, that being said, um, this week, and having watched every minute of the Bills game on Monday, uh, the Bills defense is, quite frankly, in my opinion, the best defense in the league right now on paper, mm-hmm. um, just edging out the Bucks and some others. But in general, um, really bad week to start Chase Edmonds mm-hmm. uh, and overall a really, really difficult matchup in week three to boot. 
Yeah, absolutely agree. Tough matchup against the Bills. You're right. They're leaning on Raheem Mostert a little bit over there more than I think we initially thought. Um, and Chase Edmonds, you know, is like still in just double digits in rushing and receiving yards. So tough, tough matchup for him. Um, I actually have him in one of my leagues. And uh, he's not he's not leading that team the way that we thought he would be. So I would yeah. have him out of my lineup this week. Obviously, he's not a drop candidate. Keep an eye on him. I just think that this week is a bad week for him. And actually, speaking of Buffalo, Buffalo has also been crushing it offensively. However, they have a three-back timeshare yes, there. Yes, yes, I don't yes. like that at all. I don't either. Good call, Michelle. Good I call. Don't, I don't like that at all. We love the Bills. Their offense is explosive, but they're not explosive on the run game. And in my opinion, Singletary, Moss, Jones, none of these guys are really like standout um Wide receiver, uh, sorry, uh, running back ones. I, I don't like yes. the way that it's working there. It's too much timeshare, and I don't feel confident having those guys in my lineup. No, and and if you've listened to the show in season pass for Draft Queens, I mean, you know how we feel about Devin Singletary, <laughs> or at least how I do. Um, he's really let me down in fantasy before. I don't see that changing. So I agree with the three backs. As much as I want Gabe Davis from you also, as he's potentially sitting this week, uh, I would most certainly sit Singletary, Moss, and Jones with that timeshare. Um, but let's, let's stick on the Dolphins' bills for a second, because I do also want to pivot over to quarterbacks and switching it up a little bit to say, God, I have been struggling with this one and I would love your opinion um, because Tua has looked so good, but I think it's going to be very, very difficult with the corners that are, that he's coming up with, he's coming up against for the bills and throwing the ball will probably be deactivated this week for him. What do you think about sitting to a, despite looking amazing in week one and two? Yeah, I think you just have to play the matchup here. I think he had an incredible week last week. The ball like was just like popping off through the air. It was an incredible game that they had against the Ravens. Um, but yes, you have to play the matchup this week. I don't like him yeah. against the Bills. It's not like I'm super low on him. He's definitely finding his no, stride, no. as you mentioned, um, over there. Um, but it's the Bills. I, I don't. You're not going to get the same two you got last week. And if you are going to play him, you have to know you're not going to get the same two you got last week. So if you're if you're in like a super yeah. flex league, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't play him even in like my second spot. If you're in a one QB league, find somebody else. No, don't even touch him this week. Sadly, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. I would stash him and maybe stream somebody else for this week only. But um, yeah, too bad about that because apparently Tyreek Hill thinks that he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Did you okay. hear that quote? I did not hear that quote, but that just sounds yeah. like someone's being a little bitter and and, uh, and I obnoxious. Think he's a little bitter. I think Tyreek Hill is a little bitter, but anyway. Uh. I mean, here's yeah, here's the thing. Play the lineup. Uh, play the matchup there. I don't think it's a good one for him. They're I'm going to jump around a little bit here because if we are telling you to start uh, sit Tua, um, you might have been able to pick up Jimmy G off the waivers. Guess what? That's no, right. Nobody was out there drafting Jimmy G because of all the preseason nonsense. Um, but guess what? He's the guy now. He came out. He's ready to rock and roll. He did sign a one-year deal, as we've talked about, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of incentives for him to win games. So mm-hmm. this guy is motivated, and I don't want to say he's just motivated by money because he's not. We all know Jimmy G. He's like the most lovable dude ever i'm so like i'm glad that like he's gonna get his moment here um and thank god for the 49ers for signing that one-year contract or they would have been in big big trouble right now big big 
doo-doo. Really big trouble. But, I mean, look, I bet you that, you know, at this point when you're listening to this, uh, Jimmy G is probably off most of your waivers. If you were able to snag him, good on you. I tried to get him in one of my leagues, was beat to the punch. But this man's motivated. He's the guy for the foreseeable future over there. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I I like getting him uh, on your roster and in your lineup this week. Yeah. Um, I like Jimmy G, too. And actually, I'm coming around to one of your... uh, your favorite guys on the field, Mr. Kirk Cousins, uh, going up against the Lions this week. Although, generally, the Lions have looked a little better than I anticipated out of they the gate. Um, they definitely have. I feel like Goff has finally settled in over there. They've got decent run game. They've got Amon St. Brown, mm-hmm, who's been mm-hmm. just, like, really rising to the occasion. That said, I think the Vikings are, uh, you know, a stronger team. Say what you will, Kirk Cousins, not so great in primetime. Didn't do so great against Philadelphia. But I think this is a rebound week for him against Detroit. Don't don't get all freaked out about it. Kirk Cousins still has so many weapons on that team, and Minnesota is a contender this year. Yeah, I'm not even that mad about his performance in primetime against – I mean, it's not ideal, but the, the Eagles – look amazing this year yeah. they're one of the best teams in the league also I think they're one of six or seven teams that are 2-0 and and they yeah. deserve it so yeah. um, I'm with you there absolutely 100% there um, now as surprising as maybe starting a Jimmy G or a Kirk Cousins over the following folks <laughs> is really interesting to talk about right uh, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers looking womp Tom Brady looking womp Matt Ryan looking womp. I mean, I know these guys, these tenured guys. It's starting to putter out, Michelle. It Uh-oh. really, it really is. I mean, like honestly, like I like Kirk Cousins and you know Jimmy G over in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, definitely Aaron Rodgers and and Matt Ryan this week. Maybe Tom as well. Tom is definitely not looking as sharp. Yes, the Bucks are winning games, but they don't look as sharp as they. They have. Yeah. They've got a lot of injuries, and now the suspension to Mike Evans. So it, it, you know, we always say about Tom, he he has a lot of mouths to feed, and he does that. Now he's got almost none. So that's pretty tricky. Um, I do think that. I, I mean, I just think Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady could be bust candidates this week, and they play yeah. each other. By the way. Oh well, I didn't realize that it's going to be one other. of two things. It's going to be one of two things, but I could much much more see based on the last two weeks that they have a defensive bombshell and not yeah. a an offensive bombshell unfortunately because to your point like they have nobody to throw to who no. are they throwing i was literally scouring the bucks lineup to try to pick anyone up that tom could throw to there's no one it just doesn't exist and and honestly spoiler alert for the wide receivers don't go out there getting Russell Gage and thinking he's going to save your life because I don't think that's yeah. the I don't think that's the case here. So warning. Let's talk about that. Yeah, warning that's a really Aaron, good point. Yeah, warning to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady owners. I think they could be bust this week. Uh, Matt Ryan continues to be a bust, and frankly, like I would drop that guy. <sighs> yeah, the gift <laughs> that just keeps on giving. Matt Ryan being a total bust on any team that he touches. Um, let's talk about some of the teams that he's touched, or let's talk about some guys that are on those teams that might be bust this week. Um, I think you make a good point with Russ Gage, uh, and I have seen in multiple. We use Yahoo uh, for our fantasy, but yeah, um, transaction trends tend to trend towards Russ Gage, and it's tempting. But I understand. Not, <clears throat> I understand. I understand why people are are compelled to do that, but I just like I don't I don't think that's going to save your life this week. 
No, I don't think so. I think you so. just have They're- to move on from a Bucks wide receiver this week and say, wait till Mike Evans comes back. Wait till Julio Jones yes. is healthy. Wait till Chris Godwin is healthy. I think that's right. You know, if you've got like a Leonard Fournette, good for you. That's great. But I don't think rushing to the uh, waiver wire to to put in Russell Gage is going to is going to save you this week. Yeah, I think uh, this is a don't get cute moment, as yeah. we always say. This is a don't get cute moment. Don't pick up Russ Gage. Don't be like me and, and try and think about picking up even Cameron Bray. Those are the only two people that are available on the box. Don't do it. Just don't do it. It's going to be I a bad agree. week. I definitely agree. Other <laughs> other names that, like, again, probably pretty much rostered, but uh, I think, you know, Amari Cooper, we haven't really talked about that much this season. He obviously yeah, has a new, oddly. A new, a new home in um, – Cleveland, I think when everybody thought that his quarterback was going to be Deshaun Watson, everybody thought that was going to be like a dynamic duo. Obviously, we've talked about that. That's not what's happening there. He had a decent game last week. He found the end zone, but he's super end zone dependent. Um, They're running the ball a lot. (laughs) Nick Chubb scoring three touchdowns in a game for them. So Mm -hmm. I just I think he's very touchdown dependent. Um, and it's not the Amari Cooper of years past. Honestly, we even said that last year when he was uh, when he was on the Cowboys. But I thought he would be more elevated this year. I'm not seeing that. He's touchdown dependent. Not sure if you mm-hmm. want to go with that. Now, guys yeah. that are scoring touchdowns, um, my boy Christian Kirk, I, you know, I took a little bit Talk of a flyer. Talk to me about him. I need so, to know about him. I took a little bit of a flyer on this guy. I have liked him in years past. I liked the connection that he had with Kyler Murray. They went to mm-hmm. high um they went to college together. So when he was on Arizona, there was definitely a little, you know, a little chemistry going on there. Yeah. But he wasn't the number one guy. Now that he's over in Jacksonville, he is their guy. And Trevor Lawrence is looking to him, trusting him, and finding him. And he is fitting in just fine in his new home. And I really, really like this guy. I think he's going to get even stronger throughout the season. So keep him in your lineup. I think in years past, he's been like a uh, a wide receiver two, three, flex kind of guy. I think he's getting into that wide receiver one, like very trusted position after the first couple of games this season. I love that for him. I am glad to hear that he's thriving. Uh, I think, an, and there's another person that we, frankly, all the receivers on this team, we don't talk about a hell of a lot, but we see you, Seattle, and we have to talk a little bit about DK Metcalf also. Um, yeah. And, and generally, the Seahawks right now, I feel like uh, with the introduction of Geno Smith at the helm, who in week one, I actually was like fairly impressed. We talked about this on week one. Um, but the point here is not talking about their quarterback. It's talking about their receivers. And most specifically, I love me some DK Metcalf. I feel like we (laughs) haven't talked about him much on the show. Um, and I feel like again, this week is the, uh, the Falcons have become our jets, right? Our jets have (laughs) jets and the giants have usually been our scapegoats on this show in years past, but this year it is the Falcons um, also 0-2, also have a loosey-goosey defense, and I think yeah. that this is a really good time. This is a good week to start DK, uh, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, the guy is a monster. We know that. He obviously, oh God, yeah. you know, but their their offense is taking a minute to click. I think it's starting to get there. And again, play the matchup. They're playing Atlanta. Come play on. the matchup. Play yeah. the matchup. Yep, I love that. Um, okay, that's all I have for wide receivers. Anyone else you want to talk about? No, but in terms of other pass catchers, uh, yeah. a couple of guys on the tight end side we could throw out here. Um, I think Tyler Higby has become a really awesome target for uh, the Rams. Um, there's definitely, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of 
folks over there for Matt Stafford, but I think Higby has become a really solid choice for him, like him as a, a start this week. Um, I also like Gerald Everett if Keenan Allen doesn't come back. So I'm going to caveat that by saying Keenan Allen seems to be tracking that he's going to come back this week. If he does, I don't love Gerald Everett as much. If he doesn't, it's more looks that could go his way um, for the Chargers. So uh, I will just caveat mm. that one and say, don't plug him into your lineup right away, but keep an eye and yeah. see what's happening with Keenan Allen. Um, if he's out again, uh, the Gerald Everett play could be a good one for you on the tight end side. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, you're you're like almost literally reading my mind because <laughs> I had to I had to stream a tight end again. I keep kind of swinging and missing. And mea culpa last week, I thought that um, Taysom Hill on the Saints would have a better week than he did. Turns out I, I was to- wrong. I was, I was wrong, wrong, too. I totally picked him in a DFS and put him in the tight end spot, being like, look at me, too. I'm going to get some extra points. He I thought terrible. it would be nice and sneaky and, he was and fantastic, but fucking, <laughs> then we, we just had like a bloodbath of defenses and no offense, so that was boring, but I did have to, I decided to stream another <laughs> tight end because I have uh, trigger fingers with that position. Uh, <laughs> I almost picked up Gerald Everett, almost, but had the same thought as you around Keenan Allen, yeah. and I thought that the safer... Like, more consistent floor would be with Tyler Higby. So I have Tyler Higby starting this like week. Like He's it. look fantastic. I'm I like right it. with I'll, you. Um, guys, I don't like – we already talked a little bit about Cameron Bray. Like, I don't – as I, he's just not the guy – oh, my, my, oh. my headphones are falling off. Oh, my, my God. You're so – I'm so excited. This t- – this tight end chatter is oh just goodness. so compelling that your AirPods are flying out of your ear. Um, no, we talked about Cameron Brait. Um, look, it's it's not the guy that's going to save your life this week. Don't get cute with it. I understand there's a lot of people out on the Bucks, but I think that this is going to be a tough week for them in general. So I don't like flocking, you know, to to that uh, to that guy to to save your life. Um, I also have just noticed Mike Gusecki is sort of like a little bit of like. A ghost over in Miami. Like, I mean, you see, you see the week that they had last week. Um, it is, it is a wide receiver setup over there. I, I'm not seeing, you know, Gasecki get uh, too much out of um, Tua this year, which was very different tune that we were seeing last year. So I, I don't, I, I don't like where the Mike Gasecki looks um, are at at this point, and I wouldn't have him in my lineup this week. Yeah, I like the. Um, we wrote into our notes here that. He doesn't seem to be the apple of Tua Tagliaviola's <laughs> eye. <laughs> he's not. Which he's not. He he's got lots be. of other apples in his eye, but exactly. Mike doesn't seem to be one, at least not yet. At least not yet. Yep. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. I think that takes us to the end of all of our start sits. Did we miss anything? Any other words of, uh, words of start sit wisdom that you want to throw in here? Um, I think that this is the same wisdom we sort of give at this point in the season. And to your point, between now and like week five or six, there's still going to be some drama going on. Um, There's still going to be some really wonky looking uh, rankings per team, per person who's starting, people getting injured. So stay the course. Don't get cute. And just know we don't don't have a crystal ball just yet. We don't have a crystal ball just yet. We have not seen enough. So week three and four will be very telling. uh, But these are the most volatile weeks of all. And continue to stash the good people. Uh, even if they're injured temporarily, stash them and remember it's a long road to playoffs. So I think that's sure. uh, I think that's my advice for the people. But sure we're not is. done. We are not done for today, no. Michelle, because we have our uh, final segment, which is your segment, which is oh. our draft queens bet of the week. 
brought to you by Moneyline Michelle. Moneyline Michelle, <laughs> uh, go ahead and take us away. What are you? What are you trying to bet around this week? Are you doing a same game parlay? Are you doing a player prop? Are you taking a DFS long shot? What are you thinking? Okay, so I will first say uh, that I am not doing very good on my bets of the week so far. Um, my, first, <laughs> my first week did not hit. Last week I was all in on Julio Jones and then LOL on me. Julio Jones did not play, so I had put that bet in after our episode only for it to be null and void. Damn it. <laughs> so that didn't, that didn't go well, so I'm going to change it up. I'm not going to do a player prop this week. I'm going to go Moneyline Michelle for... Um, Looking at the four o'clock games, I want to do a four game parlay, pick all the money lines for all four of these teams to win. I like oh. the Chargers, I like the Rams, I like the Bucks, and I like the Seahawks. So, wow. four, four games in the afternoon. I'm going to try to pick those four winners, all taking the money line. Truth be told, I'm not very good with the spreads. That's why they call me Moneyline Michelle. That's what we're going with. I love it. So, you're taking the Seahawks over the Falcons, check. You're taking the Chargers over the Jags, check. You're taking the Rams over the Cardinals, check, checky check, <laughs> and the Bucks over the Packers. I could see that. I could see that for sure. Uh, okay. They all sound good. It always sounds good in theory, and I always put in my, my little parlays and, and feel really good about it, and uh, that's that's how I feel. Moneyline Michelle. Four yeah, I feel, I feel like 50-50 or 75-25 with that, but you know what? That's why it's betting. That's why we're taking a that's, flyer every week and a better week. That's why you don't feel 100%, and neither do I, but that's as close to 100% as I'm going to get. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Moneyline Michelle, as always, for your flyer bet of the week. I love it. And remember, if you want to do your own sports betting, if you want to do your own fantasy lineups and you have questions, make sure you hit us up on our socials. We're at the Draft Queens on Instagram and we're at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. So we will get back to you for sure as you're setting your lineups. Um, hit us up, follow us. And speaking of following, make sure that you go smash follow anywhere you listen to podcasts because we're dropping new episodes every Friday for start sit for fantasy football to set your lineups before the weekend. And we have Monday morning roundups called the huddle and the huddle is the biggest headlines of the last calendar week that we're going to give to you across all general sports. So Michelle with that, anything to send off our listeners into the great beyond for week three. Oh, so excited for some football. Everybody keep an eye on those uh, questionables this week and uh, make sure you've got some backup plans just in case. Yes, let's get it, everybody. Have a great week three and holy shit, may we all tighten the fuck up. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up, baby.